0: Are you or your team performing all possible vendor validations? Do you know which documents have the key data you need to confirm that the vendor you are about to create or update is real? Be sure by downloading the Vendor Validation Reference List. It also has links to all the resources listed. Download at Dot Deborah, D E B R A R Richardson, R I C H A R D S O N.com. Today I am talking with Dr. Jermaine Walker, freelance doctor of cybersecurity and author of the book about IT leadership that is really not about IT, Managing the SMEs. We discuss leadership, cybersecurity, motivating employees, and tips on being safe while working remotely, working in the office, or traveling. Keep listening. Welcome to Episode 79, a conversation with Dr. Jermaine Walker on leading a highly skilled workforce, cybersecurity, and the future of remote work. Please enjoy the interview. We had a lot of fun and it was a great conversation. My guest today is Dr. Jermaine Walker of Happenstance LLC. And Happenstance LLC is a consulting company that provides leading technology professionals to support your data protection and compliance needs. And I have to tell you, we met on LinkedIn and I was, I just had to connect with him because his. Description says, freelance doctor of cybersecurity to help clients improve compliance controls by at least 50%. Plus, I'm pretty cool. I was like, <laughs> okay, I have to meet this guy. So <laughs> bring him on the podcast. Um, so can you tell the audience a little about your background, why you started HappenSense LLC, and what clients you serve?
1: Sure, sure. I'd be happy to. I can guess say, IT has always been my passion. I love it. Uh, I'm probably going to tell my agent a little bit. I mean, just by tell how I started. There was this thing called the ColecoVision. Vision. I don't know if you remember that, Deborah. I don't remember that, but <laughs>
0: see, <laughs> I see. do not remember that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it came before the Atari. So, oh, wow.
0: Yeah. I have one of I have one of those. I had the Atari. We got that for Christmas.
1: <laughs> yeah 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 my parents got me this thing called the ColecoVision and some some of the guys out there the people out there gonna when I tell some of these video games about it they're like oh yeah I remember that there was this game called like Bug Rogers I, I used to watch the show so it was on a cassette tape <laughs>
0: hey that was the top back then the cassette tape I remember that
1: <laughs> yeah so it started with that and uh, I looked at the ColecoVision and I said, well, okay, this is pretty cool. Like, how does this work? Like, how does this really work? So I started to read books and just like find as much as I can about that. You know, of course, I, I'm a gamer. I, right. I definitely became a gamer over the years. But as I went on, um, I said, wow, I really want to learn about this. And so I decided to design my career in IT. And then I got to know more about cybersecurity. Like, I remember seeing some of the news about someone actually breaking into a system and causing this major catastrophe. It's like, wow, people can do that. But mm. computers, okay. Let me find out more about that. So, the way I design myself is, I said, you know, I want to be like a, a cybersecurity professional. I, I want to understand it, so I had to start with the basics, learn IT. So. Yeah. Um, one of the things I can always say that like can make me competitive or I want to start an edge, which is um, I can see joining the Department of Defense. Wow. I got to yeah, I got to work on the largest network in the world, um, mm-hmm. the one the DOD network. I became a military officer working on technology, and sometimes like my colleagues or when I go to in interview, it's like I can tell them like, okay, well, I was trained to set up and secure a network under simulated terrorist attacks. So that would mean like if like machine gun fire, someone throwing a grenade, rocket launchers, and secure that network. So I have a understanding of security on a totally different level than um I can say than a lot of other people. So Yeah, <laughs> like that's the, a deep level. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So those different tenants of cybersecurity, yeah, I, I, I live that. Like leading <laughs> forty that, plus that was- soldiers.
0: That was even before the rise of the phishing scams and the BEC scams, all of that.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Okay.
1: Yeah. So that was one tenant of it. So I also mm-hmm. designed in designed my career by working in the private sector. Okay. So I got to work in various industries coming from anywhere from Kent, chem- from chemical to the financial sector uh, through contracting, things like that. So it was like awesome. I, every, everywhere I worked, it was like, okay, well, I would do my job, but like, oh, wow, can I learn that new technology? What's that? Mm-hmm. You know, having that passion is just something you normally do. So not only that, um, I thought about it, I had to actually, I wrote out a chart, like, what is it that I want to do? How do I want to get there? So I, I still have that on my wall right now. Wow. Um, Yeah, it's like, it's, it's just a few things on there I still want to do, um, and it's, it's always ever-changing, but...
0: Is that like the ultimate five-year plan or two-year plan or...
1: I made a five-year plan <laughs>
0: <laughs> sticking to it
1: <laughs> yeah but that changes you always updating it um yeah so I got the coveted CISSP um but that's funny about that is like <laughs> to get to that you there's a couple things you got to do before you get to that because there's so many requirements if you actually you know you actually go and look at the requirements for it. I mean you got to get your IT background networking know a little bit about software that may be, and I got a few certs underneath that, Network Plus, um, the Security Plus, got some Cisco training, so eventually, I I got the CISSP. So,
0: for those of us that are not in IT, what does the CISSP, what type of certification is that, and what does it do for us?
1: Okay, let's see. The CISSP is pretty much one of the most, it's the industry, the global industry known worldwide known uh, Mm -hmm. cybersecurity certification on the CSSP. So having that certification means that you have met a certain standard in security where you can go into any operation and go ahead and explain and help with the domains of cybersecurity, anywhere from physical uh, logical controls. So yeah, you can help build operations center for security.
0: Is that what you struck out to do with happenstance LLC?
1: Well, what happens? Stands, yeah, you know what? I would say this: what happens? Stands, um, I want to do is try to help save the world, actually. Um, and I do it in my own way, as a cybersecurity professional would do. Yeah. Um, for example, um, the World Economic Foundation, um, what they said in two thousand eighteen was in, in the WEF is what that is is a uh, collaboration and collection of uh, economic and political leaders who are mm-hmm. thinking about the the changes in the world and how they can improve it and prepare for anything that may be coming up. So what they said in 2018 is that cybersecurity, that can be like the next pandemic. Um, it can hit some of them over 40 major infrastructures. That's anywhere from healthcare to the financial sector. And you got to think about it. Yeah, we, we are yeah. superheroes in our own own way because if the major power grid goes down, that's, that's it. That's taking out a lot of things that we do from paying our bills, keeping the refrigerators uh, cold, uh, feeding our kids, anything, you know, driving. <laughs> so I,
0: I know we hear about, because I share a lot of it um, with cybersecurity, we hear about breaches all the time. But I'm assuming if there were less CISSPs, we'd hear about it even more because it would happen more often
1: yes yes um and actually doing i'm, I'm a big researcher especially yeah I, I, I i'm a i got the doctor in computer science a lot of yeah. qualitative analysis all this i just that's just what i do so um one thing um today is not if it happens it's when it happens yeah. so being prepared
0: yes Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, I see that because I work with accounts payable teams, in some cases, procurement teams related to the vendor master file. And I get calls after it's happened, not the proactive steps to put controls in It's once that, you know, $2 million has been paid to a fraudulent bank account. That's when I get the call. And I mean, I do these podcasts, I have quite a few, you know, I have have the same number of blog posts lots of tips I have a checklist to check vendors and validate them making sure that they're real and still much more reaction, less proactivity. So hopefully, especially as of the taping of this podcast, when we're amid, you know, the COVID-19 and shelter in place and lots of folks are working remotely, which increases the cybersecurity risk. Hopefully everyone comes out of here with a different attitude and behavior
1: towards cybersecurity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, That's, that's always, you know, it's, it's kind of a funny story about that. I, um, I talked about that in my book um, mm-hmm. about remote. So now, currently, um, as I get calls for projects mm-hmm. and contracts, things like that, um, and the good majority of them, they want you to move to that location, wherever it may be, from Texas to Hawaii, Washington, wherever they may be. Like, we want you to be on site. Now with this um, COVID-19, this this pandemic, that is out of the question. Now it's yeah. more, hey, well, you know, we're doing remote. It's it's 100% remote. But when this is over, you know, we want you to come on site. Uh-huh. And I honestly have to, you know, I have a talk with that manager or the recruiters, and I have to say, well, you know, this isn't going to be over tomorrow. This isn't going right. to be over next month. This is going. This is going to happen for a while um, if you're listening to the healthcare experts um, this isn't they're gonna be this is the new reality where we can't go back to the way things are things have changed new normal
0: And And I know, you know, some folks that uh, are getting a little, you know, was that cabin fever? Because I am too. (laughs) And I'm an introvert. And I always and I've been working from home. So like the first two, three weeks, I was like, what? What's the problem? Now I get it. (laughs) Now it's like, okay. But you know, I do agree with you. I think we are going to a new normal. I don't think it's going to go back to the way that it was, especially in in relation to cybersecurity. I think it's Going to be interesting what happens, and I know a lot of states. I know my state; we're sheltering in place through April thirtieth. Was that a federal mandate? So is that across all the U.S.?
1: Nope, nope, nope. There's um from my last looked at the news, uh, CNN, yeah. which I find incredible. There's a few states that are not. It's really on a state case by same. case basis. Yeah, the governors. Yeah. Yep. So
0: this is going to be interesting. But you brought up your book, which interestingly is entitled the book about IT leadership that is not about IT managing the SMEs. So can you talk a little (laughs) bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Sure, Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to throw a little humor in that because um, um, there's a lot of books out there that I've read and they're, they're so serious and they're really black and white about what to do and how you should do things. But I wanted to make this book more fun for the reader and say, hey, I mean, while this is a serious situation uh, about how to manage your people, we take this seriously, But the whole idea of the book is to have fun with it, and it throws humor at some of the common things that we've dealt with while I'm just working, um, doing operations, and so on. So the the book about IT leadership that's not about IT managing this means it's um, you can use it not only in just IT. It's you can use it in any kind of aspect any kind of subject it's about leadership just managing your employees the most possible way
0: And, you know, I read it and I really related it to cybersecurity. So is that, that could just be me because, you know, that's what, that's my passion. And so how does that relate to your work within cybersecurity?
1: Sure. Um, Cybersecurity is about protecting the IT assets. Um, A major portion of it is about IT. So you can definitely use it in that aspect. Um, There's, if we, if you really take time, to get to understand your employees get to understand their unique needs wants dislikes that's called you know being more engaged and the whole thing about management is is being efficient getting the most that you can out of your employees but you can easily do that if you just care and that's one of the things I, I say in the book is about take these steps um do them um get to understand your employees try all these things but guess what the secret is actually enjoy doing it. Just do it. Want to do it. So. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, And you also talk about how to let your employees grow. No micromanaging, which gets a big thumbs up from my side here. They're trained. They have certifications. Let them do their thing. Right.
1: Exactly. You you have a, a highly intelligent workforce that are doing some amazing things. If they're getting these certifications, they're working with servers, they're doing advanced code, they're pretty much working on the company operations, multi-million dollar accounts. I mean, these are highly intelligent people. They know how to do their job. Your job as a manager is to pretty much make sure they have everything and you. keep them engaged, make sure it's more than just checking the box. It's more than just approving uh, the time sheets understand what's going on in your employees um and work environment, what's going on with them to help them stay engaged in their work.
0: And on that, I'd like to talk about, you know, there's two different sides of the coin for cybersecurity, whether or not the frontline employees, and I'm speaking of accounts payable, whether or not they really need to be trained on cybersecurity threats, or whether it needs to just be handled by technology. But in your book, you quoted the National Highway Institute, which is the educating factor of the Federal Highway Administration, and saying, that we retain 10% of what we see, 30 to 40% of what we hear, and 90% of what we see, hear, and do. Now, you were specifically talking about preparing for the IT certification, but that helps, right, with training employees on cybersecurity. If they see it, hear it, and do it, 90% of that is going to be retained.
1: Absolutely correct. Absolutely Doing that, um, security awareness training is very important. Um, I, I've worked with organizations. I've had discussions with my mm-hmm. colleagues and peers, executives, to understand like what is the the return on investment, the value of doing this training. Um, mm-hmm. What if this doesn't happen to me? Well, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Um, it's no longer about um, if it happens; it's when it happens. Mm-hmm. So you should train it, your employees. You should train everybody to act responsibly, um, what to do in an instant response, a pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, kind of like what we're going through right now. Yeah. Hey, you can actually make this fun. You know, it's about experiencing. You can take that training and um, you can actually do like a simulation, like act this out and real enactment about what happens in the pandemic. What would you do? Who are the key people? Um, I've been part of a task force to actually create this documentation and actually do the training on an annual basis. It's very important. Uh, take for example, now, <laughs> If mm-hmm. I know some people wish they have <laughs> prepared <laughs> for this. So yep. it, it, it's, it's very important to do that. So 90% of actually doing that, experiencing it helps the most. This is the experience that I've had all the way from the military, all the way to the private sector.
0: So is that what I think the term is
1: gamify? Is that what they mean by gamifying training? So let's see, gamifying. We have something that we had before about like kind of like I think about war games. Yeah. So yeah, it can actually be enjoyable. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: we always have this training and you like you feel like you're you're let's say running ten miles, like go oh, I I want to do this, I gotta do this, oh gosh. No. You can take this and actually make it how should I say, even though it's a very serious, it's a very serious mm-hmm. situation, a, a subject and making a way to actually improve the comprehension yeah. of the people, the actually listeners, um, be, the employees themselves. So you can take this and make it fun. You can go ahead and reenact this. Um, even it. like you can take, for yeah. example, say whoever got the most answers right, correct after we've done this. This scenario um, get surprised. I mean, just doing the situation itself, I mean, it should be fun for a little because I mean, the average office, you know, we're, we're not, we're not prepared for this. We're not doing this. So it's, it could be like from a, from an accent movie to some people like, wow, we're doing this. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah. One of the chapters in your book is called Motivating IT. So can you talk about techniques used? And maybe you just touched on that as well, but talk about techniques used and whether they can be used to motivate employees to take
1: cybersecurity
0: training and then also just performing the daily due diligence and taking that seriously
1: okay motivating your employees is all about getting to know your employees firsthand some of your employees are they're gonna be kind of skeptical no well, you know what do you want what do you, what do you want why are you asking me those questions <laughs> but you know if they feel that you genuinely care and you're trying to understand more of their needs by all means they'll open up a uh, majority of them some will still fight but hey that's how we are <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to think about it. Some of the things that we do, I mean, these employees, they're, they're people. They have, they have needs, Uh, they have families, Um, they have career goals, Um, taking the time, like motivating them can be something simple that's allowed for you. As what I have found in my experience, managers don't always use the autonomy that they have, that, that authority, you know. I keep going back to just checking the box. Yeah. Well, let's not check out the box. Let's get outside of the box. Mm-hmm. So some of the things we have, we have the expenses to take our employees out to eat or, or do certain things depending on the company. Some mm-hmm. are more lavish, some are not, but let's just start with some of the um, more efficient, cheaper ways. Like just taking your employees out for a simple lunch. Um, when you take, when you're taking that lunch, make it non-work related. Just talk about, Hey, so how's everything going? You no, know, like, any what do you guys got going on? Um, you no, know, you'd be surprised. I mean, again, we have these highly skilled workers, these intelligent people. So they're doing some amazing things. Um, I know when I some of my employees that I've had. It's like, oh, I'm training for a marathon. Wow, that's amazing. Um, well, I'm thinking about making a new framework for how software works. You know, okay, wow, that's pretty cool. Or, hey, I'm going to the Comic Con. Wow, a lot of us do. A lot of IT people, we are... Geeks, we are definitely like, <laughs>
0: Comic Con. Okay, yeah. yes. <laughs>
1: yeah, Comic Con. Uh, I watched this new anime. Like, hey, okay, tell me more about it. You know, and that's how you get them to open up. I mean, and if you're anything like me, I I love this stuff. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get to know this, or you know, once you get to do that, um, they you you get to understand what they like. So, for example, you got to understand it. Let's say a majority of your employees are into anime. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, guess what? All right. One day you say, hey, guys, you know, thanks for the great work. How about we take some time off? Um, Actually, down the street, they're having like a little um, convention, you know. You know what? The company's paying for it. Let's take some time. Let's go. You know, they will appreciate things like that. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, or either just going to the park. Let's have a meeting outside in the park. Change it up. It will improve efficiencies. And you're like, well, why did this happen? Because you're engaged.
0: Yeah. And I actually like in the book you suggested, right, to step away from the office environment. Like you're talking now with going to the park, finding things to do that everyone's interested in. But I want to, you know, just figure out are you this seems like a premonition because you also talked about as a matter of fact you had a chapter dedicated to working from home so getting out of the office environment working from home just want to know if you're psychic because that's (laughs) what we're all doing now (laughs) (laughs) and you know you describe it as a benefit right, that leaders should embrace. And we know, you know, that a lot of the IT folks that may be listening to this may have already been working from home. But, you know, for most AP teams, that has really not been the case. It's exactly the opposite. So, you know, what tips do you have for those not working or not used to working from home? What tips do you have, cybersecurity or or others?
1: Yeah, um that's that, that is a true blessing for us uh, IT professionals. We, yeah. we 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 have the probability of more of working from home than a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. So it's it's great. So what I would say is um for people working from home or who've gotten this benefit is I mean, just first mentally prepare. Just mentally prepare because there's a lot of things that you get to benefit from and managers you get to benefit from this. A lot of companies in their, in their culture and their sayings would like to have work flexibility. Well, there you yeah. go. Here it goes. Again, we're going back to the needs of those employees. Um, we have families, they have kids, they have mm-hmm. things they have to do. Um, for me, it became like a, like really a breakthrough. It's like, you know, I have one project where I had to go do a conference call to India. I had to go yeah. speak to someone from the UK. Yeah. I had to go travel. And it's like, if you think about it, these are in different time zones. So if you add it all together, it's like, if you were sitting in an office, um, this would be your entire time in office. Yeah. And I don't know about you. I, well, I, I love my my work. I, I don't want to spend 24 seven in yeah. the office. So, yeah, you, yeah, you got to have that work flexibility. So for people now embracing this, um, mm-hmm. oh gosh, of course, now this is really your choice, especially for those states who it's, it's, it's required. Right. Have to, you have to stay and you can't go in office. Um, this is the new reality. Mm-hmm. So for those who are just embracing this or they're getting ready to uh, mentally prepare. Um, so yeah. I'll start with this. For example, being at home, set up a actually work environment. Some place where you can work quietly, maybe if you have extra room, or maybe there's an area in your bedroom. You set it up. Um, Amazon, I believe they still delivering, so you can get you like yeah. something that you can get like a laptop stand, put it in your lap, get your equipment. But you know what? The company, if your your company probably provide that stuff to, or if you just ask. Sometimes it's just about asking, just like mm. in management, just ask. So mm. that's one. Um, so far as the security portion of it, oh wow, VPN definitely VPN. The companies have a VPN. Um, a lot of the major security companies have it, Symantec. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of vendors out there that are approved that you can get a VPN. And for those who um, actually are doing remote and you have to travel, and I don't know, wherever you are, sometimes if you can still go into a coffee shop, that's still possible with this pandemic going on. Um, you can buy yourself like a lock, you know, one of those special laptop ah. locks you can... T- yeah.
0: yeah, I've heard of those. I don't mm-hmm. have one. So is that something you recommend?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, um, you got to think, oh, you got to think about the different situations. So let's say you're out, you're working. So let's say you were at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And this is, a uh, don't know, pre-COVID-19. <laughs> so <laughs> you're you're definitely in the coffee shop. There's a bunch of people around. Um, let's say you have to go to the bathroom or you're just going up to the counter to get your coffee or food or whatever Mm -hmm. it only takes a few seconds for somebody to walk past and take your computer and god forbid that you have unlocked so it's good to have that to lock that up um especially your phone companies really should be doing multi-factor authentication so you think about who you like what you know um what you have what you are so things like that let me see. I mean, there's a lot of those things when it comes to just, the, just remote work. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of the, the simple things to make sure you're always locking, always locking your computer. That's another yeah. one. Uh, you're walking away. If you think oh, I'm just gonna go a few seconds, no, just lock your computer because that few seconds maybe you you have a conversation with somebody you just passed by or you had another task you just forgot about and it's open and you're you letting somebody have access to restricted yeah. data or customer data. And I'll say one last one. Lastly, let's see here. Oh, one of the simple ones. Have a uh, something for your screen to, to prevent from shoulder surfing. There's a screen saver you can get. You can simply attach it to your screen so that passerbys cannot see on your screen. Only di- you can see it when you're looking directly at that. So those are some of the yeah. common things.
0: Yeah, and you know, some of those are good for office too, especially that last one with the screen and also locking your screen as well. I remember it was just prevalent. Some employees when I was in the office would not lock their screen. They'll go to the printer, then they'll get into a conversation. 15 minutes later, they have, you know, in my case, all this vendor sensitive data that should have been on their screen, open for anybody that's passing by to see. So, and, and that could happen now in your home environment too, because, you know, a lot of people have roommates, and they don't need to see that information, lock it
1: up. <laughs> yeah, I got a, I got a funny story about that, uh, yeah. didn't happen to me, but it happened to someone I know, uh, I'm not going to tell where, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you always got that one colleague or friend or whatever, who was a practical joker, and just imagine, uh, you leave that screen open, and I remember getting an email, and it went out to the entire team. It's like, I am buying free pizza and then I'm quitting. It's like, what? <laughs> what is going on? I'm like, ah, you left the off. <laughs> Lock it up.
0: Lock it up. Either that or what are the controls when you can uh, have someone's monitor, everything is showing like upside down. Okay, so that has happened before.
1: <laughs> yeah. Lock it up. <laughs> yep. And, and, Pretty much, if you if you think about the mindset of like a, a cyber attacker or a hacker, sometimes it's not a really a motive for it. Sometimes some people just want to see the world burn. They just want to do stuff. Yeah, you know. So, it's simple things like that, as a a personal employee, take those steps. So, and someone won't go into your information take some files and email it to themselves or something, you know?
0: Yes, exactly true. Have have to be careful, especially if you're dealing with sensitive information, be it in accounts payable or any other team or group. Yeah,
1: Yeah. especially now. This is a very sensitive time. And security is everybody's responsibility. Um, I heard that from a a lot of great and wise people. Yep, agree with that. And I use that now. So we have to protect The consumer we have to protect, our employees have to protect ourselves. So they're going through a lot of stuff right now. And we want to make sure that the last thing they have to worry about is getting a a letter in the mail saying that their information has been uh, breached. Yeah. They don't need that. Don't need that.
0: Okay. So to kind of wind this down then, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to learn from your book, the book about IT leadership that is not about IT, Managing the Sneeze? What's the biggest takeaway you
1: want? That the world is ever changing. Technology evolves every three to six months and we need to change with it. Like any things as leaders. So as the world is changing, we need to think of new and interesting ways to keep our employees engaged and to bring them into the next decade. So if you're one of those um, one of those managers who feels that you know I I need to have my people right in front of me to do the work or mm-hmm. I I need to make sure I I check on everybody the every few minutes you need to do a self-check. You are definitely doing it wrong. Take a personal look inside, read the book. Um, It's a lot of great techniques in there, and there's a lot of things to not only help your employees, but help yourself. And it's funny. It has illustrations in there. You'll get a good laugh. It's a quick read.
0: Yeah, it, it is a quick read, and it is very funny. For anyone that wants to connect with you, where can they connect with you, and then where can they
1: get your book? Okay, they can definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. They can go to my company website for happenston LLC. It's uh, fight-murphys-law.com. They can definitely email me. Um, and all the information is in the book. You definitely can reach me on LinkedIn. Everybody can be happy to have
0: you yeah and i'll put all of that in the show notes as well so that they can just quickly link to everything so thank you very much jermaine for being on the podcast today it was a lot of fun
1: thank you it was truly a pleasure and i look forward to talking more with you
0: all right thank you thank you great interview with dr jermaine walker and thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 79th episode of the Putting the AP and Happy podcast where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.